Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin on 1250 AM. The fan I, Mike McGivern, my co-host, is the associate head coach at Arrowhead, WFCA Hall of Fame member, Tom Swiddle. Coach, how you been? I've been great, Mike. How have you been? Well, I'm feeling bad that I did not get that open changed for us because there are games being played right now. Yes, and uh, Yeah, it, uh, I'm looking at the scores from last night. Greendale got a big win. Looks like Milwaukee Lutheran stayed, uh, at least in our area, stayed undefeated. And, uh, man, it's it's fun to look at scores. Racine Horlick um, ran up the score a little bit on, on Racine Case, got a good win. And it's uh, a little bit weird for you and I to be talking high school football scores this yeah. time of year. I spent Friday night, last night, uh, going to the various streams, and I looked at in about four or five games from across the state. Well, I see my alma mater, Mesmer, got a win against West Dallas Central. 32-28 must have been a barn burner. It was. Was that? It was a very good game. Good. That's awesome. Hey, we got a great show. Um, and I don't want to take any more time chit-chatting because we got a lot to talk about with our first guest. Let me run down the show. Joe Labuda is going to join us for the first two segments. Then Ted Schneider, he's the president of the Waukesha Youth Football, will join us. 11 o'clock, we'll have our current electric superhero of the week, young lady from Nicolay High School will join us. 11.15, Brad Arnett, owner and director of Next Level. We'll talk a little bit uh, about the WFCA Combine coming up. And then is it Tom Yashensky? He's the head football coach at Onalaska, will uh, we'll join us. And he does a podcast called The Falls Guys, The Fall Guys, that uh, where I'm interested to, to know a little bit more about. But our first guest. Recently retired from Menominee High School football coach, a WFCA Hall of Fame inductee, 
And we have a lot to talk to Joe Labuda about, and he's always been very kind with his time for any of the high school football shows that I do. Hey, Coach Labuda, how you doing, pal? Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing Man, great. we're doing really, really well. Hey, Tom, we talked a little bit uh, this week about Coach Labuda and, and just his legacy. And I started talking about his legacy of victories and wins. And, and you shut me down pretty quick, Tom. You said, look, you're right. He has a long legacy of that. But, but the amount of young men that he has just done such great work with throughout the years, I think is going to be his legacy. And, and after thinking about it, Coach Swiddle, once again, you were right. Well, I have to tell you, Joe is one of the most humble guys who, who's had just tremendous success his whole career I've ever met. And I, I am going to spend a few seconds here going through some numbers. And then, Joe, I promise this will be the last time we mention any of these numbers. But, Mike, think about this. Joe was at Menominee. He recently retired from Menominee High School for 32 years. And during those 32 years, Joe has won five state championships, 22 conference championships. He has 321 wins, 31 consecutive playoff appearances, which is a state record. And he has the 18th best winning percentage as a coach in the country. And he's the number one winning percentage coach in the state of Wisconsin's um, history. Now imagine this, you're a basketball guy. So we'll put it in terms of, of basketball. In half of his years at Menominee, Joe made the final four of the playoffs. That, Amazing. Look, until you put that on paper and start looking at it and reading it, those are amazing numbers. And I've had Coach Labuda on a number of shows I do, and he very rarely wants to ever talk about those numbers. He talks about his staff talks about the community, talks about the players, talks about that part of it. So I'm really happy that you had those numbers handy, Tom. Well, again, it, it, it's just part of the picture with, with Coach Labuda. And, and Joel, thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. I, I know you're a very busy man, but we really do have to give some credence to your great career. And as Mike said, boy, you credit everybody but yourself. Well, you know, I it, a lot of times a head coach does get too much credit for wins and losses. And the longer you're in coaching, the more you understand that the wins and losses are really secondary to the relationships you, that you have, you know, and, you know, I, I kind of, this week was a, a reminder of that for me this week. I had two, two men that I had coached in 1988 that I hadn't seen when I was coaching in Florida that I hadn't seen. And one of them I hadn't seen since 1988, that young man had played at Tennessee and, they were on their way up I-94 and called me and asked me if I was home and uh, stopped and visited me. And it, it just that's just a constant reminder of you. It's not about wins and losses, really. And when it's all said and done, you know, those wins and losses aren't what's really important. It's the relationships you form with players. It's the relationships you form with coaches. That really is what coaching is all about. You know, and you have kind of a, I'll call it an odd situation, sort of, you know, being a head coach myself for a number of years and, you know, just keeping a staff together sometimes is, is difficult, but you must be doing something right or must have done something right, Joe, because a lot of the guys on your staff were with you almost the entire time you were at Menominee. You know, and I think that was a little bit of a uniqueness with our staff. You know, I had the same defensive coordinator for 32 years, 
had the same offensive line coach for 28 of the 32 years. And, you know, whoever takes over, you know, they haven't named a new head coach yet. I've just kind of stayed out of it. But they're going to really inherit a great staff. You know, we have we have 11 coaches on our staff that they're going to inherit that have been with us for 20 or more years. And I just have been extremely blessed to have the great group of coaches I've had. And, you know, like, for example, one of the things you have to do as a head coach if you want to keep coaches is you got to let your coaches coach. So, like, for example, on defense, that's why I say, you know, sometimes a head coach gets too much credit for – wins and losses i'll be honest with you i never really knew too much about what we were doing on defense i let my defensive staff run the defense and i let my defensive coordinator run the defense you know obviously in the game sometimes if you're not stopping somebody you say hey what's going on and basically i stayed out of it though to be honest with you and you got to let your coaches coach and you know i was really fortunate at the younger level i had you know the whole time i was there in 32 years i had two head freshman coaches I had one for about wow. the first six, 16 years, and then when he retired, I've had the other one who's still there, and both Matt Riley was there right now. I've done the, just done an outstanding job, and, uh, you know, I've just been very fortunate with uh, the guys that I've had as coaches. We are talking to Joe Labuda, again, recently retired head football coach from Nominee High School, uh, going to be going to the WFC Hall of Fame in June, and uh, I, I just think, uh, Coach, that – I don't know how you'll become, you know, mid-August or something like that. But certainly, once uh, Friday night kicks off, and I, I'm wondering if you have you let yourself go and think about what Friday nights are going to be like for you this year. You know, I think it's going to be tough. You know, one of the things why I decided to get out of coaching was, you know, get out of being the head coach was. You know, this was my fourth year since I retired from teaching that I was coaching, and this was the last group of kids that I actually had in class was the seniors this year. And I really felt like the main reason you're in coaching is for helping kids, and I wasn't there during the day for the kids to come and talk to, to about other things other than football, and I felt like they needed a coach in the school. You know, uh, that was a, really played a big part into it. I just felt like they needed a coach that was in the school that could be there for the kids during the day. And, and that kind of came to light this year with COVID, you know, as sometimes I'd, I'd come to practice and then I would find out, well, we don't have so-and-so and we don't have so-and-so, we don't have so-and-so because there are contract trades today. And I wouldn't know about that because I wasn't in school during it. They were pulled out of school today. And so then I was trying to re restructure our practice program quick, which everybody dealt with that in COVID, but it kind of brought to light into me that, you know, I, we probably need a coach in the school. So, you know, our Friday night's going to be a little difficult at first, you know, probably absolutely, you know, because you've been doing this for, you know, 32 years here and six years in Florida. So it's it's been a long time since I, I haven't had football in the fall. So it's going to be a little adjustment. You know, Joe, you and I talked, I don't even know when that was, maybe a month and a half ago or, or even longer. You know, we you, we talked about, you know, when do you know it's, it's time to retire? And I, I just remember you saying to me, exactly what you just said and you even put it in in maybe a little different light in that you know it's about relationships you have and it's just tough to have relationships with players when you're not in the school it is you know and and it still can be done but it's it's tougher you know like i was in the weight room with the guys every day in the summer and the more and you know and then in the mornings before school i'd see them before school but i wasn't there during the day if they needed someone to come and talk to and and, and, you know, when I was teaching, I'd have kids in my office all the time talking about everything, you know, other than football, you know. And so, you know, you had all different things you were helping kids and talking with. And so, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, 
I just felt like it was time. You know, is it going to be a little difficult? Yes. You know, uh, I'm probably going to enjoy a little more. My son's going to be a senior in college and going to his games. You know, probably be a little more enjoyable where it probably wasn't so enjoyable to my wife when we would be traveling to his college games on Saturday and I'd be looking at film on the iPad on the way there. So, and, and, and she'd ask me a question and sometimes I wouldn't know what she asked me. And so, uh, you know, uh, it'll be a little more, probably a little more enjoyable for her going to the college games on Saturday to my son's games, not being so preoccupied about what, what happened the night before. Boy, my poor wife put up with that too, Joe. We'd go up to Michigan Tech to watch my son play, and you know, after about a five and a half hour ride, and all of a sudden, be like, "Oh, we're there!" You know, my wife has been driving the whole way. Crazy. <laughs> hey, I, one, you know, and, go ahead, Joe. One of the other thing. One of the other things that you know, when this is my son's last year coming up, when he's done, one of the things I think I want to do is. You know, I have I have 26 guys that played for me that are coaching at some level, whether it be Division One college football or Division Two, and, and I'd like to go watch some of those guys where I, I normally didn't ever get a chance to do that. Like like Luke Schleisner's offense quarter at South Dakota State. I, you know, I haven't ever got to see him coach, and Mike Schmidt's uh, head coach at Northern State. You know, I'd like to go watch him coach, and Mark Sippel, one of my players, is a defensive coordinator at Augustana. And, and so I might do after my son's done playing. I might take my Saturdays to do that and go watch some of the guys that I that I coach. Go watch them coach, and you know. And then there's a lot of high school coaches in the state of Wisconsin and in other states that, you know, I haven't ever got to see them coach. You know, one of my players, Garrett Muller, is a really successful coach at Stewartville, Minnesota. I'd like to go watch him coach. So that, that's what I'll probably do once my son's done playing is take the opportunity to. Go watch some of the guys that I coached. Watch them coach, which is great to see that legacy carried out. So that that to-do list that Mrs. Labuda has put together for you, saying, "Okay, now you're not coach anymore." That that's not gonna. That might not be getting done as quick as possible. Quickly as she thinks it's going to be done. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> he is Joe Labuda. We're going to get to a break. He recently retired as the head football coach from Menominee High School. And if you didn't hear the first two minutes of this show, Tom, before we get to a break, could you reread those those stats of his coaching career? Absolutely. Be glad to. Five state championships. How many state runner-ups, Joe? Two. Two. Okay. 22 conference championships, 321 wins, a state record 31 consecutive playoff appearances joe has the 18th best winning percentage in the country and he's the number one winning percentage coach in the state of wisconsin and half of his correct you there though i think that stat was i think somebody threw that out there that was the top winning percentage of of somebody that has 300 wins but uh pat rice is the top as far as percentage no no doubt okay well thank you for that correction and, and, again, probably the thing that, that most impresses me is the fact that in half of your years at Menominee, you made it to the final four of the playoffs. Unbelievable. You know, we're hey, we're t- very gifted with a lot of great kids, though. Well, Hey, Tom, how, how big was the uh, party that the other coaches in the conference threw when uh, Joe Labuda <laughs> decided to they're, – they're still they're – still Still, someplace all together, all high-fiving. Um, I, I have to believe that for sure. We're going to get to a break. <laughs> Let's out of the break. Um, if it's okay, I'd like to talk to Coach Labuda a little bit um, about dynamic fitness and strength and, and talk a little bit about that part. 
um, a new WFCA corporate sponsor. We want to thank him for that, and we'll continue on the other side. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. He's the past president of the WFCA. And our special guest for one more segment is Joe Labuda, recently retired head football coach Menominee High School and going to the Hall of Fame in June. Congratulations on that, Coach. Thank you. And, you know, it kind of makes it a little bit special for me is, is uh, you know, they didn't have the the induction, you know, that previous year. So they're doing the two classes together. And my defensive coordinator, Pat Bundy, who's been with me the whole way, is in this, in this year's class. So we actually get to go into together at the same bank, which is really nice. Oh, well, that's... And I want to just add to that that uh, the requests for uh, tables at the banquet, it's an all-time record, and Menominee <laughs> is going to be – very represented at the Hall of Fame, Mike. Hey, Tom, I, I've got a feeling that a few of the people of Menominee are going to get there like on Wednesday. You know, <laughs> they're they're going to get there Wednesday. They'll have a tailgate party going on, whatever, and it's all for you know a great cause and certainly to celebrate and honor the work that Coach Labuda and and his staff has done. Um, hey, Tom. I wanted to just touch on dynamic fitness and, and strength and, yeah. and coaches are representative of them and they're, they are the newest uh, WFCA corporate sponsor. We, we certainly want to thank him for that. Oh, absolutely. I'm very excited about um, our partnership with dynamic fitness and strength and um, all the people that I've taught from dynamic fitness and strength have been absolutely great. Um, and they really are going to have a, a big presence at our clinic coming up. They are going to sponsor the Friday night high school bash. And, and Joe, I'm going to warn you, you're going to have to wrestle Dan Brunner for the microphone at that thing <laughs> in order to get I, some words in edgewise. But, I, I, um, think he'd be a little, I think he'd be a little outweighing me there. He'd probably hate he, me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, hey, Labuda, I don't know, man. I might take you in that. I might, if there's any betting lines, I mean, you, you got uh, you're the kind of guy that'll keep going till that one ends. So I would I might take you in that one. <laughs> and the other thing that's going to happen, as you know, Mike, because you were you're honored at the Hall of Fame banquet a few years ago. But um, there are there, there's a social um, before the Hall of Fame banquet, and Dynamic Fitness and Strength is going to be the host for that as well. So we're really excited about having Dynamic Fitness and Strength on board. And I think it's a, a great partnership, one that makes sense. And, you know, Joe, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, you retired from teaching four years ago, and you've transitioned very nicely into your role with Dynamic Fitness and Strength. You know, I, I, had, uh, I had bought equipment from Dynamic and knew what their equipment was about. And so when I retired, they asked me if I wanted to go on the road for them. And, you know, I was fine in the fall when I retired, but I'm not a big ice fisherman in the fall. You know, I hunt a little bit in the morning, get up and watch film and, you know, and uh, come in from hunting and watch film and then, you know, be to practice. And But when the winter came, I was a little bored. And, you know, I'm not an ice fisherman. So when they asked me to go on the road for them, I did. And, uh, you know, it, we had always bought from them. But 
if you look around Wisconsin, you know, some of the best weight rooms and some of the biggest weight rooms, like we recently did Bayport High School that has 40 racks in it. You know, it's an incredible weight room. If you haven't seen it, it's, in, it's absolutely stunning. And, you know, Holman High School, it's, you know, is another one that we just did, which is stunning. You know, we did Kimberly before that, which a lot of people have seen. You know, did some stuff for the Packers. Uh, we did the, the Brewers' new facility out in Maryville. And so if you look around Wisconsin and Minnesota, you know, good majority of the, of the weight rooms and the best weight rooms in Wisconsin are done by Dynamic and just good people to work for and great product. Well, and, and you kind of spread it around. And you're not just taught, of course, you, you know, you've done things for the Packers and the Brewers and, you know, the bigger high schools in the state. But you really, you guys will work with any school, any size. You've got something for them. Absolutely. I mean, we have some, you know, some small, we've got a lot of small schools and, and uh, some really nice small schools that have really done really, you know, nice small weight rooms. And, you know, but, you know, just in the last few months, we've done, you know, 2025 in the, in Wisconsin, uh, that mid range to smaller weight room, you know, so uh, they just, their customization they have is just second to none. 100%. We're talking to Joe Labuda again, recently retired Menominee high school football coach. And he is part of uh, the team now at Dynamic Fitness and Strength. He's a representative for them. And, Tom, you talked about the clinic coming up June 3rd through the 5th and how Dynamic Fitness and Strength really jumped in to sponsor some of the, I, what I think are the really fun events up there, and they'll be well represented. Um, everything looks uh, to be a go for June, fit through, uh, June 3rd through the 5th, correct? That is correct, unless uh, and, and something you know, totally changes out there. Um, we are having that clinic, and we are really looking forward to having it. Well, and, and Joe yeah, has been there. I think and great. Joe's been there enough. So, go go ahead, Joe. I think it's great that they're going to do it in person. I think coaches really missed. You know that it's what it's the one time of year you get coaches from all over the state together. And I think last year not having it, I think people, you know, coaches really missed that. Well, I yeah, agree. I, I do too. I've had so many coaches ask me about that, and. And uh, I know everybody's looking for it's a weird time to have it in June. We've never done that before, obviously, but uh, I know it's going to be well attended. Yeah, one at 100 percent. And, you know, the cool part about having um, Joe be a representative with Dynamic Fitness and Strength and them being the newest WFCA corporate sponsor is he's, he knows all about the clinic and he's been there a number of times. So he knows exactly what the, the company he works for will be getting involved in and, and being able to showcase what they do and, and shake hands and, and just introduce this company to the WFCA members. I don't think there could be a, a better place, Tom, for him to be able to do that. Right. And, and you know, one of the things we do is um, all of our corporate sponsors are representative from their, their companies are introduced to the membership before Paul Christ um, session on Thursday night, and I'm sure Joe will be the one representing Dynamic Fitness and Strength. And um, I can't wait for the applause when when Joe gets up there and gets introduced. Man, he's going to be one busy. Of, one of the things, yeah. I, one of the things I've really noticed, like from working with Dynamic Fitness and and going to other states' coaches' clinics, you kind of take for granted what a great coaches' association clinic we have, and the the just in sheer numbers of coaches that attend, you don't realize that till you go to some other states and go to their clinics, and, and it really makes you realize how great our WFCA clinic is. Yeah, you know, and 
you know, we've said it before, but you know, we have the WFCA has the largest football only clinic in the United States. Now there are bigger clinics, but they will combine sports, football, basketball, football, baseball, whatever. But we have the largest football only clinic in the United States. So Yeah, that's that's huge. You know, I think sometimes I think sometimes coaches who coach in Wisconsin don't realize that because they've been going to the coaches clinic their whole life. But when you if, and when you go to other states and you see the numbers they have, they think they have a great clinic if they get 700 coaches there, you know. And I just kind of bite my tongue, but I always, <laughs> I always say to myself, you should come and see Wisconsin sometimes. Yeah, That's we'd a, love to have them. You bet. Hey, Joe, before we cut you loose, um, and I know it's it, it's the relationships and and the things that you have been able to accomplish, um, you know, off the field. And friendships. What do you think uh, you're going to miss the most on on Friday, on a Friday night or Friday during the day? Um, if you've given that much thought, what what do you think will be the toughest part of not, you know, being on the sidelines for this coming season? Uh, you know, I think going to battle with the kids you worked all week on a plan with, and coaches you spent all weekend preparing. You know, for you know, it's where it all comes together. You know, you put so much work in in your coaches' meeting for, in preparation, and then with the kids in practice and film work with the kids. That you know, that cultivation of when everything all comes together on Friday night. You know, I always look at it like this, and I think sometimes other coaches of other sports or other teachers don't understand this. Is it's it's the most vocal point of a community, especially a community our, of our size. But it's the only it's the only sport I always look at it like this, and it's the only teaching position that. Your, your students are going to take a test on Friday night in front of the entire town, and depending on how they score on that test, fail, fail or pass, it's going to be the front page page of the paper on Saturday morning. So that's kind of how I look at it compared to when some of the teachers say or coaches say, well, football gets too much of this. It's the only sport that's, that's the truth. Hey, yeah. the next, next time, uh, Joe, that we have you on one of our shows here, I, I want to talk a little bit about – um, the changes that have been made and, and the, the type of football that was being played when you first started coaching in high school to what's being played now. And uh, I'd love to have that discussion with you. I know being the, the sideline reporter for the Thursday Night Lights High School Football, the game of the week here, I, they, they've got things now on the sidelines that they can look at, at the play that just happened. And me as a player would not have liked that because I needed the whole weekend to come up with a couple excuses to why I missed that block or why I missed that tackle. And now you walk on the sidelines off the field and you're able to, coaches are able to ask you immediately, like, how could you have missed that block? And I know there's been a lot of changes. I'd love to get you back on one of the shows here in the future to, to have that discussion with you. You bet. I'm so old I can remember when I first started coaching in Florida, we had the real film, and when it would break in, you had to splice it together, and you had one copy. So each coach oh, yeah. had to pick a time. Each coach scout, had to pick a time. It was look a lot of film. fun then, too, right, Joe? You would go to games. Yeah. Like, young coaches, they get to look at film, and they think that's just normal. How about going to a game and writing down while it's happening everything that's going on, because that's the only way you'll ever be able to scout a team. Absolutely. You know, and the young coaches don't remember. You had, to, you had to go to a Greyhound bus station in the morning, Saturday morning, and pick up your film. <laughs> Un- 
Yeah, they they go online to huddle now, and they can see, they can break down all of it. It's definitely changed. Hey, coach, thank you so much for a couple of minutes of your time. And again, congratulations on the WFCA Hall of Fame in June. And uh, I think that dynamic fitness and strength, the fact that they're the newest WFCA corporate sponsor, we thank you for that. And uh, they made a great move by getting you uh, part of their team. Well, thanks, guys. You have a great rest of your day. You too, Joe. Thank you. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Ted Schneider. He's the president of the Waukesha Youth Football um, Program and the Alliance. And we're going to talk to him a little bit about uh, some of the things going on with youth football in our area. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host. Well, not really alongside, but maybe one day. Past president of the WFCA, Hall of Fame member and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle. Hey, Tom, our next guest, he is the president of the Waukesha Youth Football Program and, uh, Man, I, these guys have had to be really nimble the last 12 months doing the things that they do. So I'm looking forward to talking to Ted Schneider. Hey, Ted, how you doing today? Excellent. Hey, and it has been a different kind of 12 months for somebody in, in the position as the president of the Waukesha Youth Football Program. Well, it, it has. Um, as it affected everyone, COVID has just turned our world upside down and trying to keep you know, get the kids still involved in sports that they involve that they love, and you know it's just been a challenge. But we, we've been pretty successful with our classic youth football team this last year. Well, and, and Ted, you know maybe that's where we can begin. I know that I have been a, a part of of several meetings that you have been a part of, and um, we'll get to um, you know things that are happening at the state level. I'm sure during. Um, your segments, but, you know, I know the, the care and the thought that went into just having a season last year. And could you report out how it went? Um, you know, how did you get through it? Uh, you know, what are some of the things you've learned, maybe things that you're going to continue doing? Sure. Um, some of the things that we did last year is, you know, as the season started, we pretty much were normal. Um, from month to month when we meet, everything was done according to our plan. But then all of a sudden, August came, and with all the COVID restrictions, uh, we had to come together as a group and figure out what we're going to do to make it work. Um, You know, we weren't able to hold scrimmages like we had in the past. We actually started our schedule later. But up to that point, we were having at least one Zoom call and sometimes three Zoom calls per week just to get everybody on the same page and find out which clubs would actually be coming forward to actually play in the fall season. You know, Ted, again, having listened to the discussions that were going on, 
I felt like, I mean, not that the high school season was easy by any means, but I, the, the care and the thought that went into just having your youth uh, went beyond what I thought the high schools had to do. And you and, and other leaders of youth football in the various leagues around the area and the state should really be congratulated on being able to do all the things you did in order to have a season. Well, one thing that we found out is once we started playing games, um, the weekly calls were very important. We needed everyone on the calls. Everyone needed to participate. And basically we were taking inventory of what and where every program was on a week-to-week basis based on the protocols that we were following. So if we had a team that had a few kids come down uh, due to COVID. Um, We actually were adjusting schedules on Wednesday night for Saturday night morning games. Wow. Boy, that, that just makes it really difficult. And, and again, you, you need to be nimble. Um, One of the things that, that I've learned through all this, Ted, there are some things that maybe we didn't, and you guys didn't think about um, 14 months ago that you had to implement and put into place uh, that you may keep once everything does clean up and we're back to what what we think is is normal. Are there some things that you guys have done through COVID that you'll continue and it'll be part of just kind of your everyday uh, practice habits or everyday policies with uh, the Waukesha Youth Football Program? Um. The contact between the coaches and the kids and the families was just unbelievable. Um, and we've always had good relationships, you know, from top to bottom. But I think that really strengthened um, the kids and the coaches. All knew they had to be working together um, to be t- together on a Saturday morning. So. Everyone was very dedicated to the protocols and the steps that everyone needed to follow just to stay playing the, the, the game that they love. And the communication you had with parents must have been extraordinary. I mean, you know, they certainly played in volunteering their time. Um, you know, I don't know, were you guys doing temperature checks and things like that? I don't know if you did or you didn't, but, you know, it certainly you had to have parents that stepped up as volunteers to help pull this off as well. Sure. We had COVID coaches just like everyone else did. Um, we really sat down with the athletic directors at the high schools and followed the protocols they were, they were working with. So from the, every site, every Every one of the youth programs all the way up to the high school were following the same protocols so that if there was a, a, a group of kids or even just one kid that came down and, you know, showed some type of signs, everybody reacted to it. So the, the coordination and the communication was, was huge, and it worked out really well. We were talking to Ted Schneider, president the Waukesha Youth Football Program. Ted, what were the numbers like last year compared to years previous? Did you guys see um, a big decline or uh, not as big as some of the other programs? Actually, surprisingly, uh, we had programs that grew. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Uh, Families were just so interested in keeping their kids involved in something. 
So, um, and, and we did some creative things on the league side too, um, because you had Milwaukee County and Waukesha County with different protocols that were being followed. So there was some creativity that went through so that we could keep as many of the clubs going and into the schedule on a week to week basis. And in all in all, it, we played, I believe it was six set, six games and, and it was successful. You know, by the Man. last week, all the teams were playing. Good for you. You know, you're the, this is the first I've heard um, where the numbers actually went up and, and I commend you guys um, out at the Waukesha Youth Football Program for, for figuring it out. And, and Tom, like we've had this conversation, Tom, you, at the high school level and the youth level, guys have had to be really creative. And I keep using the word nimble, but they had to be very nimble because if things are changing so quickly with not only rules, but then if teams can play or they can't play. And and it's just, it was a year that I don't think any of us ever want back. But the things that were learned, not only at your level, Tom, but certainly at Ted's level, really valuable, I think, for the future. I agree. Every coach that I've talked to uh, learned something or, you know, know they're going to follow some of the same protocols they did last fall, even though they may not have to follow them anymore, you know, by rule. And, uh, you know, I know one of the things that, and and Ted mentioned it, that, you know, they, they got together with the athletic directors in Waukesha and they followed the same protocols of them. But I, I remember some of those meetings we had, Ted, and, and we were kind of waiting on the WIAA to make some decisions too, you know. And, you know, it's not like they could make decisions in a, in a hurry, you know, it, as things were so fluid. So there was a lot of frustration, I'm sure, um, to, to get to that point where you could actually have a season and carry it through. Well, exactly. And, you know, we were parallel with the high schools. You know, so WIA was trying to figure things out, what the counties would follow, and every county in the state was a little different. So, you know, as the counties were progressing and allowing schools to get together and start practices and then starting to put a game schedule together, we, we were adjusting as fast as they were telling us what we could do. Boy, that uh, it's just really impressive, I think, and and I commend you guys, and I'm sure you're looking forward to uh, to having the spring start and so you can get going. I know it's a 12 month job as the president of the Waukesha Youth Football, um, but I know as we start to get a little bit closer and the weather starts to turn into spring a little bit better, that you guys start getting everything ready for the upcoming season. Um, Ted, we're going to hold you over for another segment. I'd like to talk a little bit about the Wisconsin Youth Football Alliance, and we'll continue our conversation with Ted Schneider, president of Waukesha Youth Football. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM The Fan. 
I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle, and our special guest for this segment is Ted Schneider, president of Waukesha Youth Football. Hey, Ted, when do you start getting all signups and getting kids, uh, you know, getting ready? When does that all start for you? We've already started that. Um, actually, this next week, our league is actually looking at team commitments, and we're going to start working on schedules for this fall. Man, yeah, it is 12 months, isn't it? It is. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Tom, I know uh, one of the things that you wanted to talk to Ted about is the Wisconsin Youth Football Alliance. Yes. Yeah, you know, um, over the last couple years, there's been a um, organization that is really a cooperative effort between not only youth football leagues, but the Green Bay Packers, USA Football, the WIAA and the WFCA, and uh, and Ted, you, know, you helped me out here, but you know there there was a, a desire to look at perhaps making youth football more uniform throughout the state of Wisconsin, and it certainly was a point of emphasis for the WFCA. But anyway, you know there have been several meetings that have involved. Um, youth football leagues from across the state, and, of course, the Packers, USA Football, the WFCA. And um, the organization that has come out of this is the Wisconsin Youth Football Alliance. And based on Ted's experience and leadership in youth football, he is a a prominent uh, person in in this movement. And so, Ted, do you want to maybe add to the background to the Youth Football Alliance? Uh, is there anything that I missed? No, that's, uh, you know, I've thought about this for quite a while, you know, 15 years of trying to get something across the state where youth organizations and leagues come together and start working together to come up with some commonality. You know, rules, if you go from league to league, are so different. And it's hard even to get community to community to put games together because of it. Um, Working with Mike Cazzoni at USA Football and Ryan Fensel with the Packers, um, they've been great allies trying to get this going. Um, We've got a group that it's about six of us that up through last year, we're starting to get some movement and some traction and trying to get something organized. Well, then COVID hit and everything just kind of fell apart. So right now we're in that retract period, trying to get everybody together. Um, And even from county to county, because things are changing uh, post COVID that, we've got to get everybody together and get us all on the same page again and start having our calls and start making some initiatives to get us moving in that direction that uh, I guess I've always focused. And this came about, I mean, again, from the WFCA perspective, we want football played, um, you know, by, by young people and youth football is a lifeblood for high school football. But one of the things that kind of brought all of this together was looking at participation numbers. And we saw that numbers were down. And so, you know, there's 
we have spent a lot of time talking about why this has happened and and what are some of the things that could could help boost numbers and participation in youth football. Right. And one of the things, um, USA Football, a number of years ago, came up with a rookie tackle. And I actually had the, um, the fortunate experience of meeting Coach Kyle from St. Ignis out in Cleveland, Ohio, who actually put together the pilot for USA Football. Uh, we've actually completed our second year of rookie tackle in our classic youth football league. And that's for our younger grades. Two years ago, it was fifth grade. Last year we added sixth grade. And I think it's a great movement to get kids involved in the game. It's a great transition from flag all the way to 11 man tackle. Um, It's a quicker game. It's um, a condensed field. Uh, players are actually um, going from the 40 yards to the end zone, and it's it, it just seems to be a better teaching environment for those younger kids so that they get ready for the 11-man tackle when they get into 7th and 8th grade. You know, we just had Joel Labuda on, Ted. Maybe you heard that while you were waiting to be called. But And, and Mike, I was hoping that we could touch on it, but we ran out of time. In Menominee, they don't start tackle football until eighth grade. Right. Like they play flag football um, through seventh grade, and they don't play tackle until eighth grade. And Joe swears by it and, and has said to me that it hasn't affected them at all. And, in fact, it keeps kids coming back. You know, Tom, I had Joe on, on, I think, my youth sports show um, a year ago or two years ago, and he said, look, if I've got an eighth-grade class of 25 kids, um, I normally will have 25 kids or more that come out as freshmen. And he said, we're, we're, we're letting them their, their bodies develop a little bit so they're not afraid to, once they, it is time to, to teach them correctly how to tackle they're, they're, they're not afraid. They've been playing for a few years. And he like you said, Tom, he swears by that. And I like the direction that what Ted was talking about, the fact that they've gone to, through two seasons now with rookie tackle. And, and it sounds like they're going to continue that. I, I think is a really positive move. And, and it'll be interesting to watch the numbers out with the Waukesha Youth Football Program as they continue down that, ro- that road. And, Ted, yeah, and, and, you certainly have a, a pulse on what's happening across the state. What other areas of the state are, are embracing uh, rookie tackle? Um, Tom Murphy out in Cross Plains has really been instrumental. He has a rookie tackle program for, I believe, third, fourth, and fifth grade. Um, a few others have entertained it, but that's all I've heard at this point. Okay. There, well, I, I got to believe that that if you continue um, and the numbers that you guys show, and I certainly think that Joe Labuda will talk about that with anybody, what his his thoughts is, are on, on that whole thing. I think sure. uh, you'll see other areas throughout the state, Ted, especially as this alliance starts to come together. Um, and, and you're going to get a chance to now talk to guys from around the state a little bit easier to say, look, this really works for us. 
And yeah. if they're getting a little nervous about the participation numbers, well, here's a way to maybe uh, affect that number. Right. You, you, you want the game to be fun for the kids. And the biggest thing we look at is we want to develop athletes at those young ages. Um, so this gives them the opportunity to play different positions. You know, you can have the biggest kid on the team play quarterback. There's rules and rotations that allow that. So by the time they get through their fifth and sixth grade, you know, they have an opportunity to be a receiver or a linebacker or play line and find what they really enjoy doing. Um, because before that, fifth graders, if you had a big kid, they were pinned to the line and they never had the opportunity to experience other positions. So it's a great way to develop athletes. Hey, Ted, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, keep up the good work with the Waukesha Youth Football Program and that that Youth Football Alliance for the state of Wisconsin. I look forward to that becoming a a, a stronger reality. And it it will be good to have you guys back on this show and have more discussion when it comes to that. Thanks a lot, Ted. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Ted. Yeah, you too, guys. We're going to get to a break. Uh, Tom, other side of the break, we're going to talk to a young lady that's doing great work at Nicolay High School with our Kern Electric Superhero of the Week. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. 